Welcome to the I Have a Strange Story podcast, Shorties. The other day, I was just sitting on my bed thinking when all of a sudden, I'm in this sort of split screen of a reality where I'm completely conscious of being on my bed, but also of sitting against a brick wall in front of a giant green hill with a field in the distance. So I'm kind of freaking out, and then a split second later, in the brick wall world, a random dude comes up to me with a full plastic bottle of water and just bops me on the head twice with it before leaving my field of vision, and then everything went back to normal. No, I was not tired before this. I've never been on any drugs besides my prescription Zoloft. And yes, this is completely real, and I am very confused. But when this happened, it felt real, was real, and I'm just very confused. Could this be paranormal? I'm from California, and way back when I was on my college search, I realized that I'd likely go out to the East Coast if I wanted to play field hockey. My mom and I organized a road trip through Massachusetts, New York, Pennsylvania, and Rhode Island to hit a bunch of different schools in a short amount of time. One of the schools was Ithaca College. It was a last-minute decision to stop there, so we didn't have much time to explore the general area afterwards. We had been told by multiple people that the waterfalls in the area were beyond gorgeous and worth the stop, so my mom and I decided to swing by one before we left for Pennsylvania. We put Ithaca Falls in our rental car GPS, and it brought us to this red curb loop and an old run-down overlook of the falls. This overlook was down a hill and through some trees, so my mom didn't want to leave the car on the red curb. She encouraged me to go down and check it out on my own, and I did. The first time I went down, I was sure to be observant of everything around me. Didn't want any randos in the woods sneaking up on me. I went to the ledge and took some pics, sat and listened to the water for a while. Then I turned to go back up. When I turned, I got this odd feeling as if someone was watching me or standing with me. I got uncomfortable and looked around. Nothing. Nothing appeared to be wrong, so I calmly headed back up the hill, got into the car, showed my mom the photos, and realized I didn't take any video. My mom suggests I go back down and get a video. We've got time, so again, I do. Second time I go down, I feel a little less happy. Um, I was down a slope, so my mom couldn't see me. I felt more alone and exposed than the time before, and that sinking feeling kept growing. I go to the edge, take the video with shaking hands. Now I'm feeling I need to get out of there. Intense sense of urgency. I turn around and go back up, and some force stops me dead in my tracks. I'm frozen there, like a rabbit or a deer frozen in headlights. I literally cannot get myself to move forward or take a step. An absolutely overwhelming sense of dread sweeps over my body and presses on my chest. Just such dread. I literally feel like I'm going to die. I still can't move and sit there terrified as I feel a massive presence come up behind me. This thing felt big and so real, and yet I can't get away. I'm still stuck and helpless. 
I keep standing there, too scared to turn around, unable to move when the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. It bends down towards me. And right next to my ear, it says, yeah. I kid you not, when I heard that, I ran, to it, I ran, got in the car, slammed the door, and just like a movie, went, drive! My mom looks at me in disbelief and goes, is everything okay? I say, just drive! She told me later that I was pale white and that the sense of urgency in my voice told her she had to get away from whatever it was I was scared of. What spooks me out so much about this story is that I never turned around. It felt so real that it could have been a person, but I was right against the overlook. I don't think anyone could have snuck up behind me, and I've also gotten that sense of dread visiting other haunted places. I really feel like this was something paranormal. As for the Yoohoo, it didn't sound female or male. It did sound mean, as if it was trying to scare me or intimidate me. This happened to me some years ago. I was five and have a history of paranormal activity. It was a normal night. I was watching TV with my parents when I felt compelled to stand up. Without thinking, I blurted out, fuck, unexpectedly. I don't know what came over me, but my parents were stunned and told me to go stand in a corner. I did so with that question and they began discussing why I said that. The corner I was standing in was also next to the front door. I felt a chill run up my back and wanted to move, but I couldn't. My feet were glued to the ground and I couldn't mutter a word. I saw a large shadow come up from the bottom of the door and continue to grow. I managed to pull myself together and step back and began calling to my parents. He's here. Why is he here? Why is who here? They got up and came to see what I was going on about. At first, it seemed like they couldn't see the shadow. Then I pressured them and began screaming and something changed. Their faces recoiled and my mother rushed up to me and took, and took a step back, keeping her arms around me as my father shouted and screamed, telling it to leave our house. The shadow began to take form, looking like a man with horns coming out from all sides of his head to a dragon-like man. The shadow took over the front door and then... I don't remember... I have a feeling I passed out, but I can never say for sure. Years later, and I still bring up this topic a bit, as we still have a few mildly paranormal things occur here and there, and it's a fun story to tell. Yet, every time I do, my parents look at each other with a real serious look and tell me I must have dreamt it the whole encounter up. They're real quick to change the subject, especially when other people want to hear more. Throughout my life, I've witnessed plenty of strange things, too many to talk about, but the one that sticks out of my mind was when I was about five or six years old. I remember being with my family, seeing my 92-year-old great-granddad in his last days in a nursing home bed. I don't remember this until I was about 26, I'm 31 now, but I remember my great-granddad for a moment looked very sad with shame and regret. And I, intuitively, went over to the bedside and I uplifted him. And in a split second after that, I remember going really calm. And this electric current threw me and closed my eyes. I could see the scene from outside my vision looking in. Then I saw this divine being in my vision that looked like a god or alien version of myself, my truest self or soul. It was light 
brilliantly light blue, like the sky, but brighter, and it might have had some kind of headpiece. And when I looked at the face, there was all these currents of light and energy moving through the face. I felt like this divine being had unbelievable amount of knowledge and came from highly advanced technological powers, like it was from the stars. I saw this for a split second, but it will stick with me throughout my life, and I've never seen anything like that since. It makes me think about the ancient knowledge. There's an, extremely, there's an extremely powerful life force within all of us capable of creating or doing just about anything. I was taught ghosts weren't real. My mother and father laughed off any mention of the paranormal and called people who believed that stuff crazy. I was proud to be the kid in my friend group that who wasn't afraid of ghosts or spooky stories. Never crossed my mind that they could be true because everything had an explanation. We moved into an old Victorian house in the Pacific Northwest in the early 2000s. The house had had been built The house had been built over 100 years ago in a small lumber town. It was a beautiful house and a fixer-upper. It had a real crystal chandelier, stained glass windows, a dilapidated claw foot tub in the basement, and was falling apart in places. My parents were determined to patch it up over time. One place they never got around to was the basement. Being down there gave you a feeling. Um, it hadn't changed much since, much since the house was built a century ago. Welcoming is not a word I would use to describe it. There was always a sense of being watched. It was dark and dingy. The only light was a single bare bulb in the, on the support beams. Not even the adults would stand being down there for long. I caught my mom running up the basement stairs a few times and quickly shutting the door behind her like something scared her. When I asked what was wrong, she would pretend she was fine. I would learn years later that both of my parents were terrified of the basement without being able to pinpoint why, and it became a storage space. Odd things happened in that house that I made up reasons for. My little brother and I's doors faced each other on the second floor. One night, we both heard a shrieking sound outside of our doors like a woman was being killed in the hallway. We opened our doors at the same time and confirmed we both heard it. I told him it was probably just cats fighting outside. I went back to bed where I tried to convince myself it was just cats. Except, why would there be sounds coming from the hall and not outside our windows? We didn't have pets either. Another night, I was staying up past my bedtime to read under the covers with a flashlight. My my bed began to shake violently. I thought it was an earthquake. I had already been through one that was a 6.8 magnitude, so I held on and waited it out. When it subsided, I ran to the living room where my father was. I asked if he had felt the earthquake. He hadn't felt a thing. That was concerning, so I pressed him. He told me it must have been a large truck passing by. So I returned to my room and tried to convince myself. That's all it was. The incident that I could not explain happened shortly before we moved out. I was asked to retrieve something from the basement for my mother. I'd be grudgingly obliged. It still gave me the creeps, so I went down, pretending not to feel the oppressing energy that hung over the room. As I was searching through a box, I felt an overwhelmingly sensation that something was telling me to look up. It felt important, so I did. 
my eyes went up to a shelf across the room. There was a row of large spools of ribbon my mother used for presents. They had sturdy circular bases around four inch in diameter if I had to estimate. It would have taken something more than a wind or shaking from a large vehicle to do what I saw next. I will never forget this moment because it made me question my perception of reality for the first time in my life. It was dead quiet. As I watched, one of the spools slowly tipped over into its side and then rolled off the shelf. I could barely comprehend what I had just seen, and I wasn't going to find out if ghosts were real by sticking around. I flew up the stairs and took a walk to my friend's house. I told no one about this until I was in my 20s. I didn't think anybody would take me seriously. Surprisingly, all these years later, my parents believed me. There was something about that house. Something just happened, and it really freaked me out. For some context, I usually snooze my alarm once or twice without opening my eyes and go back to sleep. But today, the alarm on my phone went off, and for whatever reason, I opened my eyes right up and reached out to turn it off. There's about a three-inch gap in between my bed and the wall in front of my face the way I was looking. There's no kids in the house, no pets. I was alone. And when I opened my eyes, for maybe a second or two, I saw clear as day a face peeking over the edge of my bed in that three-inch gap. And as soon as my eyes focused on it, it dipped down. And I leaned over to take a quick look to see, but there was nothing. It's also impossible for anything to fit under my bed. This occurrence took place when I was now, when my now 14-year-old daughter was a newborn. My wife was ill and daughter wasn't sleeping and was losing weight. I had to visit a local pharmacy to have a prescription filled. As I was walking towards the shop, the automatic door opened. There were three customers at the front counter looking very normal and suburban. Suddenly, like a turn of a light switch, they changed. Their faces became demonic, full of hatred and loathing. I froze, terrified. They glanced at me with indifferent loathing, and a few seconds later, they suddenly switched back to the mundane people I had previously seen. I never encountered this again. It could have been the effects of fatigue at the time, but I've been more stressed and tired since with no such symptom. If the veil was temporarily lifted and I saw something not often experienced, I get the feeling that I was just a witness and nothing more. These beings weren't interested in me in the slightest. I felt they may have had a more worthy victim to torment. Someone I don't know. This happened about two years ago, and it hasn't happened since. One night, I was woken up by my older sister. She looked terrified, and she told me, there's someone crying in my room. Our rooms are separated by a Jack and Jill bathroom, so we run through the bathroom and into her bedroom. In the vent above her bed, there is a woman crying, just the way they do in horror movies. We woke up our parents, but my dad said it was just the cats outside. Fast forward a few weeks, I am awoken by the sound of a crying woman in the vent right above my bed. I was terrified and I couldn't bring myself to look into the vent, so I hid under the covers until I fell back asleep. 
For the next four or five months, I would consistently be woken up by someone crying in my vent. Eventually, I closed the vent because I was fed up, and it almost immediately stopped. I want to believe it was cats, but the only thing that doesn't make sense is that as soon as I closed the vent and stopped paying mind to the crying, it stopped and I no longer felt much of a presence. It has been a couple of years and I still haven't opened the vent above my bed because I don't want to risk hearing that crying again. Also, this isn't significant, but there is always a dark presence in the corner of my room. I try to avoid paying any attention to it, and so far it's worked. If you have a story you would like for us to retell, you can send it to I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review us.